Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, David Shinsky, and you're listening to Live Without Limits, the dreams come true with the right mindset. Today's presentation is titled, Active Listening, What Is It? And Seven Techniques to Improve Your Skills. Are you good at active listening? Do you often wish that you could find someone who would just listen to what you have to say? Really? Listen to you? If we really want to be honest, we must also learn to hear others. Would you feel safe pouring out your heart and feelings to someone who clearly is not paying attention to you or someone who seems to be reserving judgment? Or you fear will share your most vulnerable moments. No, of course not. Before I go on, what I want to say is that active listening is very much a part of communication because you really need to hear someone to understand what they're saying. And active listening The best way to let someone know that you're really listening to them is that whenever they stop talking, you give back to them or say something that they actually said so that they know that you were listening to them. Are you even listening to me? Has anyone ever said that to you? Have you asked someone that very question, whether you're the one asking or you're being asked? It's a question that's important when two people are trying to communicate. Enter the skill of active listening. Improving your active listening can actually make you less judgmental when you learn how to actually stop and hear someone it changes your perspective on why people react the way they do after some practice instead of immediately reacting jumping to the conclusions and assuming that other person is unreasonable or disrespectful, you'll be better able to stop and just think, I wonder what's going on with them. When you show that you are willing to listen to others, really listen to them, it has the happy effect of changing you for the better as well, part of 
building self-awareness and personal development. So let's take a look at what active listening is and what benefits it provides and how we can all learn to be more engaged, present, and mindful listeners. You know, one of the best ways to think about active listening is this. In the classroom, when the teacher is teaching you, you have to hear what she's saying. You can't just go home and read the book. Many a times, if you think about it, many a times what comes on the test may very well be from the lecture. And the, if the teacher's really a good teacher, not everything they say can be found in a book. But because they've taken bits and pieces of their knowledge from different places. What is active listening? Active listening was a term first mentioned by American psychologist Carl R. Rogers and Richard E. Farson, who brought what was an effective counseling technique to everyday person. If you look back, in the latter part of the second half of the 19th, rather the 20th century, during the 1960s and 70s, then you'll know that there was a lot of modalities that came out of that era. You had Eric Byrne in transactional analysis. You had uh, neuro-linguistic programming. You had psychodrama, you had, and it was all building on what Freud said and the more knowledge they gained about how the brain works and how relationships work and how they affect everyone. They found that there were three conditions for successful counseling, empathy, genuineness, an unconditional positive regard. In other words, trying to put yourself in the other person's shoes and doing it in a way that made them feel safe and heard without judgment resulted in more successful results. Imagine that. Active listening is now often used in the workplace where people learn to be more facilitative, encouraging conversation to better understand where someone is coming from rather than just yelling, blaming, or disciplining first. Active listening is a powerful coaching, counseling, and general conflict resolution tool. Now, Another thing that I want to say is when we're talking about listening, if you understand each individual's different behavioral style, each behavioral style says things differently. And 
when you look at someone who's very outgoing and, and an extrovert and someone that's an introvert, always there can be a miscommunication. Therefore, that's why it's so important to really be able to understand a person's personality and adapt how you, this is just part of being mindful, to be present. Mindful listening is to be actively listening to whoever is talking. It means not getting lost in your own thoughts, thinking about what you're going to say once they are all done. It is actually turning into what they are sharing, choosing to hear and affirm them regardless of whether you agree or not. Them. Mindful, active listening is being attentive. It's focusing on the conversation hand. It's a skill that doesn't usually come automatically. As we grow up, much of the time, it must be learned. Active listening is an important way to bring about changes in people, despite the popular notion that listening is passive approach. Clinical and research evidence clearly shows that sensitive listening is most effective agent for individual personality change and group development, said Rogers and Farson. So here's another thing to think about, that many years ago, when you look at the relationships of parents and children, and what I'm going to do is talk about different generations here before I go on, in that I know, I, I know someone that's very much a totally different generation that I came from, meaning that she's almost 20 years older than I am, or nearly 20, but the thing is, the era that she grew up in, that women got married very early and when they were young with the idea that their husbands would take care of them financially. Therefore, when, the, when their parents passed on, what they did was they would leave whatever funds they had to the son because he was the one that was financially responsible for his family to make sure that those families were taken care of. Now, I happened to come from a dysfunctional family where I had a father that was physically abusive, but because he was a professional and he understood, or rather he was a lawyer, and wanted to make sure that his children were financially secure simply because we have disabilities, that 
at the time that we were growing up, it was always assumed that we would never work and be able to take care of ourselves financially. And also, if you think about how different generations look at things, that today you will find that a, the working of the workforce, many of them have multiple streams of income to make sure that when they get older, they can live the same lifestyle that they're living when they're young and working rather than expecting to be taken care of from Social Security because the way it is looked at now is that the baby boomer generation was the largest generation and many of them are retirement age so they're drawing from Social Security and to the point that Social Security is having to up the age before you get your funds and many and it's also been reported that that money may not even be available in the next 30 to 40 years. Therefore, you've got people that have to learn how to think differently. So understanding, and this is something where listening is very important because you've got to be able to hear the things. And today there's so much information coming at you that you're filtering a lot out so what are you actively listening to and what are you just letting come basically come in one ear and go out the other? So what is an example of active listening? For example, let's say Donna and John are having a conversation about their work day while eating dinner. Donna says, wow, today was tough. The owner came in and watched our performance for what seemed forever. I was on edge all day, and now I'm exhausted. John, who was piling food into his mouth while Donna was sharing, looked up at her and says, well, at least you have a boss that cares about production. Mine is a total flake. This is an example of not mindful listening. John was barely paying attention as Donna shared about her day. Then he never even affirms her feelings or the kind of rotten day she had. He immediately goes into his own feelings about his day. So what would active listening look like? So, hum, how was your day, says John who stopped eating for the moment and turned his attention to Donna. Well, today was tough. The owner came in and watched our performance for what life seemed forever. I was on edge all day, and now I'm exhausted. John puts down his fork. He takes in every word, pauses, and says, that must have been really stressful. I'm sorry you had to experience that. I bet you're exhausted. And that's it. That's all John says. He then goes back to eating. Donna feels affirmed. She feels 
like her emotions were validated, that she was seen and heard, and that simply feels good. Now, do you see the difference between the way she said it the first time in his answer and the way he he said it the second time? So let's go back and say that again, simply so you can recognize and see the difference, because here's what happens. Well, today was tough. The owner came in and watched our performance for what seemed forever. I was on edge all day, and now I'm exhausted. So, and this was John's response. Well, at least you have a boss that cares about production. Mine is a total flake. Now, listen to the other one, and then you understand the difference. Well, today was tough. The owner came in and watched our performance for what seemed like forever. I was on edge all day, and now I'm exhausted. That must have been really stressful. I'm sorry you had to experience that. I bet you're exhausted. Do you see the difference in what's active listening and what's non-active listening? and the importance of validating someone to let them know that you actually heard what they said and that you truly hear them. Three ways to become an active listener. You can become a wonderful active listener if you'll just Take the time and practice and start by learning the basics. Pause. When someone is talking to you, pause for a moment. When they finish, don't just rush into what you want to say. Also, here's another way to show someone that you're really listening to them. Face them. Look them in the eye. And then Say something back to you that they said, which is if you understand exactly what John did by saying you must, but how stressful that is and how exhausted she must be, because what his answer was, that must have been really stressful. I'm sorry you had to experience that. I bet you're exhausted. And when you hear what she say, she said today was tough. The owner came in and watched our performance for what seemed forever. I was on edge all day, and now I'm exhausted. So you see where he answered her by saying, that must have been really stressful. Remember, she said she was unstressed. And I'm sorry you had to experience that because you're exhausted. So the two things that he said, that she said, that let him know or let her know that he actually heard heard her was how stressful she felt and how exhausted she is. Breathe. Take a slow breath and remind yourself that your job is to pay attention and listen. Staying attuned to the present moment. 
or rather staying attuned to the present moment. Also, remember, if you're looking them in the eye and your stance is open, then that also shows them that you're actually listening. Or when you're sitting down, that you're literally facing them and looking them directly in the eye. Support. Before responding, maybe offer your support. If the situation calls for it, ask them how you can best support them. In the example of Bond, John affirmed and validated Donna's feelings and left it at that. However, he could have went on to say, how can I be here for you? This lets Donna know that she is seen, heard, and she's talking to someone who has her back. Using and observing nonverbal behavior and body language is also important when you are trying to improve your active listening skills. If you are making too much eye contact or paying too close attention to someone when they feel vulnerable, that might completely freak them out. Imagine if someone was just staring at you the whole time that you spoke about something personal. So here are seven techniques to become an active listener. First and foremost, make sure that you're having a conversation in an environment where there will be little to no disruption, which could be or could throw everything off. Also, don't try to have this kind of conversation if either of you is very upset, especially with each other. Wait until you've calmed down. Be attentive. Know when to encourage them. Let the person know that you see them, you hear them, and when you're actively listening, to another, use your senses to engage. Make eye contact, as this indicates that you're genuinely interested. Nod your head. Give an affirming smile and lean in slightly if you feel let. These actions show the other person that you're being a mindful, active listener rather than being preoccupied with your thoughts or what you're going to say next. So say things like, I hear you. Go on. I understand how you're feeling. Thank you for sharing that with me. Ask open-ended questions. Open-ended questions Encourage the speaker to elaborate on something. They allow for a longer answer than just yes or no. It's something that you say to start a conversation, to keep one going. 
Could you tell me more about what you're thinking about? What do you think? Jack reacted like that. Both of these questions allow the person to describe their thoughts in more detail. If you had asked, are you mad at Jack? They can answer with a simple yes or no. And that's the end of it. Think of open-ended questions like an open door. Someone feels welcome to walk through. A closed door tells people not to answer. Ask probing questions. Sometimes people don't really understand how to describe what they're feeling. Asking a follow-up question to get them to go a little deeper can help both of you understand what they are saying. At the same time, you are showing that you are paying attention because you're interested in learning more. So don't be afraid to ask questions that help the other person explore their feelings. Most of us have images of a therapist with their notepad and pen asking the client, and how does that make you feel? It may seem sort of cliche, but doing a little probing can be a good thing. It lets the other person know that you're actively interested and listening, that you're genuinely trying to understand and empathize with them. Request clarification. The best active listeners seek to understand where the other person is coming from. If there is something the other person shared with you that didn't make sense or is sticking out to you, wait for a chance to ask them more about it. This shows, again, that you are an active participant in the conversation and that you want to get everything straight. You said you felt ashamed about what you said to Jack. Can you tell me why you feel that way? What did you mean when you said, I made you feel small? Paraphrase. Paraphrasing is a very important way to show that you're listening. Not only are you not repeating what they've said verbatim, but you are able to explain it back in a different way with the same meaning. This shows that you're trying to understand and get on with the same page as them. They say, it's infuriating when my boss talks down to me like that. Why doesn't she see how hard I work? You can say, so Doreen makes you feel angry when she speaks to you in a condescending way and doesn't even give you recognition. So here, can you see how understanding someone's behavioral style is so important? And how when you change the way you say something to them, 
you help them understand that you're really listening to them and you're talking to them in their language. Because remember, each behavioral style means that you have to adapt differently in how you say things to each other. So be attuned and reflect feelings. What is an appropriate reaction to what they are saying? Smiling when they obviously sad or angry <coughs> is not a good active listening example. If they are describing something difficult, you can lean in, keeping your face neutral or show sympathy or empathy. Give a smile of encouragement if they look like they need one. Show disapproval if they describe someone who is disrespectful. You could even say something like, I'm sorry that this has upset you so much. I might know that this isn't easy for you to share, but you're feeling angry right now. It's okay. Summarize. They may just need to vent to you, but a good final step in active listening process is to offer a summary of what they have told you. This can be very prevalent in counseling especially couples counseling. This is a final step in showing you and understanding what you have said and that you are trying to get the meaning from it. So what I'm hearing is that it really hurt your feelings when I laughed at you in front of your friends. You feel that I was not being on your side and you would like me to acknowledge this. So do you understand 